Hey, what's up, besties? It's your girl, E. Michelle, and I'm back with a- another episode of the Here For It podcast. I know you guys are here for it because you're listening, right? I just want to send a shout out to all of my listeners who have been super supportive and asking, like, when is the podcast coming back? What you doing, girl? And so um, today we're actually going to do kind of a throwback episode where I had this interview with Nelly, and I'm so excited. Like, and she has just continued to grow even more since um, I actually spoke with her um and I'm grateful that I had an opportunity to um do this interview with her because she is absolutely amazing so if you are an entrepreneur and you are thinking about getting into um doing any type of business not just hair because she's going to focus on um kind of the um entrepreneur side as a hairstylist but she is like amazing at what she does and how she built her own brand and how she's doing celebrity hair and all this stuff like it's it's truly amazing and empowering and so I want you guys to just take a moment and listen and get some key nuggets it it can apply to anyone but especially those who are trying to start a business and want to be successful this interview is for you all right so just listen pay attention I'm sorry I'm so late but I think you guys would truly enjoy what we have to offer are you here for it are you here for it are you here are you here for it are you here for it are you here for it are you here get into it y'all Hell, it's your girl, E. Michelle, and I'm back with another episode of the Here For It podcast, you guys, and I am so excited today. I have someone I've been, like, cyber-stalking for a while um, on her, like, all of her social media because I love really nice things, and when I tell y'all, these braids are amazing. She has been blessed with a gift, <laughs> and not only that, she's like ventured out into you know creating other businesses and helping other people. She's just amazing to watch and see her success. She's from my hometown, so it's it makes me so happy just to have an opportunity to talk with her. And I have none other than Miss Miss Nelly Miss Nelia here to talk to us today. She's gonna hang out with us on the Here For It Radio. So Miss Nelly, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everybody, this is uh, Miss Nelly, like she said. Um... Professional braider, um, salon owner, and uh, celebrity hair braider. Yes. <laughs> yes, come on. Ooh, I mean, you know, I really like when people tell about their selves because you can hear the joy in their voice from their own accomplishments. I can talk about it all day, but when you know someone is passionate about what they do, and you can hear it in their voice. It just makes you, you like believe in it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So um, here on the Here For It podcast, we talk about some hot topics. And I'm going to just go ahead and dive into them. And we're going to see if we're here for it or not. Are we liking what's going on? Or, you know, we need to go ahead and just throw it by the wayside. So first up that has been trending this week has been well actually I want to say it's probably been two weeks now this has been going on. We got Malik Yoba. Now you guys remember him from uh New York Undercover and as well as recently he's been on um what's the show? Oh my goodness. Just like that it just hit me. Um I was gonna say Taraji show but it's not Empire. He was on Empire <laughs> and we remember him from there. But he came out recently talking about his support for transgenders. And so he says that basically transgender, um, there's an attraction there um, because there's still whatever they believe they are because they're, you know, if it's a trans woman, you know, they are who they are. So if you're attracted to that, you are attracted to that person and not necessarily the sexuality of it. You know what I mean? So he's been getting a lot of flack for this and I'm just wondering are we here for the trans support he even did a whole a whole rap about it <laughs> on his Twitter and then re, uh he deleted it so what do you think are you are you here for this or not um I quite frankly I don't even think it was necessary for him to even say anything about it mm-hmm. um I, I think social media and social culture puts this pressure on people especially those who have you know who have a little more weight in their voice, you know, the, what do you feel about this? Or why did, what do you feel about that? And he was going to catch heat for it, no matter what he said. So, um, it, I mean, I, it, you know, don't, it, I guess 
it's cool that he's like, I don't bash, you know, the, the mm-hmm. trans community or whatever. But I mean, all of the heat that's coming from it, it's almost like it was, it didn't matter what he said, you know, he was going to catch some heat anyway. Yeah. That's just because that's, that's the culture of social media. So I, quite frankly, mm-hmm. if it was me, I wouldn't said anything about it. I just, I just felt like it was unnecessary to say anything anyway. Yeah, because it's almost like, where did he even come? Like, how did this even come about? Why did he feel the need, you know, to even speak on it? And like you said, the reason being because no matter what you say now, it's either gonna be misconstrued or taken the wrong way. Somebody's always gonna be offended, and this is like a really big, you know, topic that has been going on for a couple of years now. And so it's almost like you kind of don't want to put yourself in that position to even address an issue that has nothing to do with you, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with people being allies and things like that, but you know, his kids are affected by it. Like they were getting bullied at school because of course, you know, they see what's going on on the internet now. So no one's safe anymore. I mean, I almost think that the only, the only two reasons that would make sense as to why I think he would say something is one, if there was somebody who says, listen, I'm going to blackmail you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe something was going to come out and he's trying to jump ahead of it. Or um, he's looking for an opportunity to maybe get himself in front of the, you know, the media or in front of the people a little bit more, you know, for whatever reason. But I mean, it's just totally, I'm like, what does that have to do with anything that you're doing with your career right now? Like it just, it just didn't make sense to me for him to just come out and say something unless it was like, I need a little extra attention right now. Let me yeah. use this opportunity to say something. Yeah. I, and I think that's where I, I stand as well, because it's it's almost like, are you trying to tell us something? Do you have something that you want to share? You know, is this on your mm-hmm. heart? If this on your heart, we'll speak your heart. You know, I don't want to tell him not to do what's on his spirit. But at the same time, it's like. Mm, okay now what you what else you got coming with it and it just keeps the ongoing conversation that maybe necessarily didn't have to happen so Mm -hmm. so we both agree and we're not here for it no (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's talk about azalea banks okay because uh, i don't know do you know who azalea banks is yeah, okay. and she, she's goofy, and I, I pretty much write her off every time <laughs> she, she jump on the scene with something. So, <laughs> okay, I'm like, I'm almost tired of people even like even acknowledging anything that she says because I'm still like, why is she even relevant at this point when we know she's basically a troll? But <laughs> recently, she came out and uh, talked about Lizzo, and she talked. She really kind of fat shamed her in a sense. And said that she's being a puppet for the music industry right now because there she's allowing uh, herself to be used for her size and basically like putting herself out there as though she's not talented. Although in her comments she said she was like, "Oh well, she's very talented, but I just don't think that this show, this minstrel show, is the word she used, is something that she should be doing." And it's almost like. Why can't she just enjoy her life? You know, why can't Lizzo just be Lizzo and this is who Lizzo is? Why is it that she's trying to be something she's not? How do we not know that this is who this woman is? <laughs> yeah, I I hope Lizzo just kind of like forgets about it just as fast as she read it or may have gotten wind of it. Um I'm gonna be honest. I I haven't. I I never pay attention too much into what Azalea Banks says because this is the same person who who has a talent, but people don't pay attention. Or I don't want to say pay attention, but they don't acknowledge her talent. They acknowledge her first and foremost for her cyberbullying. Yeah, the same person who can't handle the heat. You know, she she can dish it out, but she can't take it. So you know, it's it's like at this point, anything she says, it gets rolled off just as fast as she says it. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't, I don't I don't pay too much mind about it. I don't think twice about anything she says about somebody because there's a lot of work that sh- she has to do internally and with herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she kind of just lashes out on everybody. And now it's expected. It's almost like she is getting paid and getting her attention from, you know, from saying, you know, stupid stuff or mm-hmm. voicing her opinion where it doesn't matter or where it was never warranted or asked for in the first place. So. That's that's what I think is what bothers me the most about it is that we never hear Azalea Banks doing music or selling her music, pushing her music. It's always some sort of backlash from her 
her word vomit because she just literally like just says the most craziest things and then like you said she doesn't even back it up with like actual facts you know it's just whatever's in my head I'm just gonna say it right now regardless of if it's hurtful to someone or if it even makes sense because at mm -hmm. this point most of her claims don't even make sense you know and it's like what do you want to be known for do you want to be known for your gift or do you want to be known for uh trolling people on the internet right <laughs> So yeah, I feel I feel like Lizzo is at a place right now where she is accepting her body. And I love the fact that she can get up and perform in whatever she wants to put on that day. Mm -hmm. And if I think about the many girls or even like when we were growing up, we didn't have a lot of examples of um heavier set women, you know, dancing around the stage. You didn't see that. Mm -hmm. And so in your head, if you've been, if you've seen one thing all the time, you think that that's the only way that you can go to be that style. Like if you want to sing, you got to be skinny. You got to be, you know, this, you got to be that. Like there's all of these different things. But when you have people come out that just be their self, she plays the flute, she sings, she raps, you know, she produces her music. Like when you have somebody that can do that, it puts you in a different light. And now you have another role model for those little girls who they may never be small. They may never be a size zero. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like, I hope Lizzo, like you said, doesn't listen or even be bothered by it. But it's those people who, who believe, I guess, believe in Azalea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause you know, she got some followers, which is crazy to me. It's those yeah. people that believe in her that, it's kind of scary that other people have the same mindset. Well, I'm, I'm sure Lizzo has some thick skin. Um, I'm sure Azalea isn't the first person to say something to her regarding, you know, her body. And she won't be the last, mm -hmm. you know. I wouldn't be surprised if after some time we see Lizzo, you know, drop weight some or whatever, you know. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of part of it. And me working in this industry, you know, I see people who get, you know, the extra favors and the favoritism and stuff literally based on, you know, size or complexion, mm -hmm. or, you know, height and hair. And all. I mean, it's, it's just something that's part of it. And so her being, you know, deeply into that industry and getting even deeper into it, she's going to hear more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It may be something that, you know, that she take that she changes or, you know, addresses later on. But, you know, to take anything, you know, so personal from Azalea Banks, I don't think so. I mean, that's... Mm -mm. yeah yeah so no we are not here for azalea banks and her craziness because <laughs> right. that's just crazy at this point it's like girl you need like a whole new team like you need to get it together mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so next up on the docket we gotta talk about Nicki minaj and her announcement to retire yeah. Is this a publicity <laughs> stunt or do you think this is like her really, you know, wanting to take some time or did she get burned and now she's like, let me just take some time to sit back? Like, what do you think about this? Um, Honestly, I think it could go either way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I want to choose my words carefully because, of course, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to right. get Nikki as a client. <laughs> um, I, I, I will say, you know, as as a fan, it looked like she wasn't prepared for the, it's time for me to step back and, mm -hmm. you know, other people, other female rappers are in the forefront. So, over this past, you know, year, two years or whatever, it just looked like she didn't take it well and there have been some attempts to say, wait a minute, I'm still here, I'm still supposed to be, you know, at the top. And so I could, I could see this being a, you know, let me grab your attention What's with an attention, you mm -hmm. know, get her right now. I can see that. Um, but with that said, though, she's accomplished. I feel like every goal that she said she wanted to accomplish, it's almost like you, you mm -hmm. did the job. You did, what, you know what I mean. So to say, I'm going to retire. I'm going to focus on my family, focus on my personal life, take some time away. You know, I, I could truly see that being something that she's going that she's going to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's probably well needed. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just an, it's another part of life that I, she probably hasn't really had the the chance to engaging because she's been in the spotlight for so long so right. I, I, i'm not sure you know if it's a attention sinking thing or not but honestly i i think it would be best for her to do so mm -hmm. and i think with the amount of work that she's done and just the, the the kind of lyricist that she is she could take a step away have a baby or two or something and then eight years from now 
out of nowhere and come with something. Yeah. She's going to go right back to the top. Yeah. And I think she's confident enough in herself and the fan. She has a strong enough fan base to know that she could do that too. So it, it wouldn't kill her. This and you away. know what? That that last little part. So the confidence level, I think that's where we're at right now is that some of some of it has been lost um, because of the recent, I guess, things that have been going on in the music industry. And so I think her confidence level in people believing in her um, where she used to didn't need that, but kind of when you start to get a little bit um, older and you are seeing the young girls coming up behind you, you're seeing what they're putting out. And even though you're a legend in your own right, mm-hmm. you kind of, you, I, I feel like she's kind of lost that confidence, not only um, in the people around her, like her fans and stuff, but just as far as like the music industry in a whole, because she's been feeling like she has to fight for her spot. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I when I hear her talk, or when I hear her go on these rants, I'm like, Nikki, no, baby, no, you are Nikki Minaj. Like, I just want to go hug her and tell her, baby, you don't have to do any of this. Like, mm-hmm. nothing. You ain't got to talk to nobody. You ain't got to go on a rant. You ain't got to prove yourself to nobody. Because Jay-Z said it best. Women lie, men lie, numbers don't. And your mm-hmm. numbers have always been on top. So putting the, you know, focus on... Um, the negative things that people are saying, the way that you combat negativity is by showing them. And you can do that whether you stop, you know, rapping for a little bit and move on to another business venture and show them something else, or you, you bring somebody else up underneath you. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there are lots of ways to stay relevant without having to feel like you have to, to prove yourself. And so then I get into wondering about your, your camp, like, um, you know, the people around you, are they giving you what you need to make you continue to see yourself? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I struggle with that because I'm like all these people around you, you know, I I, I feel like you should still be okay right now. And it's it's almost like that Jay-Z move. Remember when Jay-Z retired Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we was like, what? He retiring. But Jay-Z went away for a while, got himself together got some businesses going, you know, so he could focus on that stuff. And then he still came back. So I almost feel like she's still going to come back. I'm sure she is. And I mean, she could have the strongest camp around her, but she hasn't had that. She hasn't had competition, honestly. You know, this is her first time I feel like, you know, really having some competition, you know, from a fan perspective. And that's something different to deal with, you know, especially when it's like, you 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 know what it's like to have your glory and you want to be finished reigning in your glory when you say so mm-hmm. not when somebody else tells you okay your time is over and you're like wait a minute i'm still enjoying myself what do you mean i'm I'm not done yet you know what i mean i kind of feel like this is kind of where she's at so um but i i mean i, I think she'll she'll come back you know yeah, I think she may step away for a little bit and she'll actually enjoy some peace and quiet, but mm-hmm. she'll come back. And when she come back, it, it won't be something that'll be swept under the rug. It'll be, you know, it'll be noticed. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say I'm actually here for the retirement because I think she I, I wouldn't call it a retirement. Just take a break, sis. Like, it's OK mm-hmm. to take a break. And I think we get wrapped up in being relevant sometimes that we forget that if we've been doing all of this for so long we've already established ourselves. We don't have to really go as hard for every single time. When you need a break, you take a break because when you don't take a break, then it leads to so many other things. These breakdowns, these, you know, mental breakdowns that people are having um, because we're, we're just overworking ourselves and don't take a break. And by taking a break, it doesn't mean you completely give up your craft it just means you relax for a second. You take mm-hmm. a step back. Maybe maybe you uh, have produced a bunch of uh, music that you haven't released before. So now's the time to take a moment to release some of that music and let it sit out there, you know, and, instead of feeling like you got to go to the studio every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, put, put the Queen Radio on pause for just a moment and then come back to it so people are, have a fresh idea of you. You know, there's all different kinds of ways you can take a break. Um and I think that refreshing moment is needed for everyone because it mm-hmm. allows you time to rethink and regather yourself and, and get remotivated for your craft. Right. Yeah. So, so we both, are we here for, are we here for this? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> here for the break. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Now 
the last thing we got, my tin hat is really tweaking right now because Kevin Hart was involved in a serious car accident on this past Sunday. Um, but the problem with it is two people were trapped in the car and he was able to escape and make it all the way home before they were before 911 was called. So they're saying at first he wasn't the driver, that his friend was the driver, and that he was in the back seat with his friend's fiance. Then the report came back out again after uh, pictures were shown that he was in the passenger side. Then they say that he was pulled out of the driver's side because a witness saw him get pulled out of the driver's side. And I'm just sitting here like, what in the world is really going on? Because now he's had to have a serious back surgery and he made it all the way home. And now he's like in this critical condition. I'm just confused. What what is going on? What are your thoughts on this whole Kevin Hart conspiracy theory that's going on right now? Um, I don't think it was as bad as they're saying it. I mean, anybody can say, oh, my God, I went to the doctors and I, you know, I have this contusion here and there and then all it is is a bruise you know what I mean I, I don't think it says it's truly as bad as what they're saying but there's probably something that happened um that we that they don't want us to know you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's that's always why why story gets started and why stories start changing because there's something there that they don't want the public to know so at some point it'll come out you know what it was but I mean I, I hope he gets better you know what I mean you don't you don't wish you don't wish that on nobody, but um, I, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as, as what it is. Like, oh my God, he might not be able to walk. It's his spine. He, he's probably just fine with a heating pad, but you know, who knows? I I feel like they they didn't have the complete story in from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I've I have witnessed people when your adrenaline is running like that that you don't even realize that you're hurt <laughs> until you settle down from right. your adrenaline being done. And the way that the car was smashed in, you know, if his bodyguards came and got him, you know, out of the situation and all of them are panicking, they're frantic. Um, I mean, you do some dumb stuff. Honestly, we, we do some dumb stuff when our adrenaline is rushing and we don't know how to, or if, if our next move is our best move, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with someone um, in his position where, we don't know, like, was there any alcohol involved? It doesn't have to be alcohol involved. It could have been no, nothing more than his car slipping off the side of the road, but I don't need this bad press anymore. You right. know, I, I, I don't know how I can explain. Maybe I did have a drink at the party and I wasn't drunk because clearly my people allowed me to drive. You know, they, security had to have been trailing behind him at some point in order for someone to pull him out of the car for him to make it back to his house for his wife to make a, a 911 call. So my tin hat gets the tingling only because I'm like, what? Why are we so quick to like put it on? Oh, he was he had a DUI. He was drunk. Um, we always go for the negative, you know. Why couldn't it have been God got him out of that car and let him make it home? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we automatically dive into the negative? I mean, that's that's social media, though. That's that's what that's what social media does, and that's. That's what's expected, you know. Let's mm-hmm. make let's make it, you know, bigger than what it is, or let's let's you know come up with whatever conspiracy we can that comes to our minds first and just kind of run with it. Yeah, this is kind of how it is. I mean, I remember being in a car accident, um, Thanksgiving two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and me and the driver in front of me were sent to the hospital. The passenger of the car in front of me, she died on impact. It was oh, a wow. bad accident, and the the guy that hit everybody his car was like unrecognizable, but he was, he ran from the scene still. And it's because he was, he was, I remember they said he was high on cocaine and he had been drinking. Mm. And so he couldn't feel anything. And now the damages that, you know, that came later to his body, I mean, ultimately he ended up dying a few months later, believe it or not. But, wow. um, you know, I'm like people, you know, there's a, there's a fatality in this. Like it was a really bad accident and he was able to still get out of the car and run. But, you know, and like in that case, yeah, you know, it was drugs and alcohol running through a system where you mm-hmm. couldn't feel anything. You know, so, I mean, with, with with everything that's going on, you know, maybe 
the, the accident just, you know, maybe it wasn't, you know, as bad to his body as may have seen, or maybe there's something that they don't want the public to know that there's more to this, you know, mm-hmm. some, you know what I mean? And that's, that's generally what, what happens when you get stories that's, you know, circulating and stuff. Right. So. Right. It'll, it'll they, come out. It always comes out. They were even talking about Aniko's, um, her uh, appearance afterwards. Um, she seemed annoyed by when she was talking to TMZ or whatever, whoever caught her walking back into the hospital or from the hospital. I'm not really sure. Um, but they were like kind of interviewing her and they said she seemed annoyed. I was like, I know me. If my nerves are bad, I probably I probably pop me a volume. And so if you catch me at the at the right time, I'm real mellow. I'm real like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is yeah, he I he good. Like cuz I'm trying to keep my I'm trying to keep myself sane in the middle of this, you know, whatever's going on, but we're so quick to say, "Oh, well, she must be annoyed because she knows what was going on and, you know, you know, just just everything." Yeah, when you got too much going on, I mean, why do you want to be bothered answering the same questions over and over and over? Like, mm-hmm. That's that's irritating. I get irritated, you know what I mean? When some people come ask me a bunch of questions, and I'm like in the middle of everything going on at work, and then you know what I mean? Like somebody's asking me, you know, questions over and over the same ones. Like that can get irritating in itself. So for somebody who has all these different media outlets, you know, that's trying to ask her questions, and she's trying to be there for her husband. You know what I'm saying? And probably cover whatever else on the back end. Yeah, that's irritating. Of mm-hmm. course you're gonna be irritated. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not here for the conspiracy theories. I am I'm my like I said, my tin hat gets to going for my own conspiracy theory that the media is a setup <laughs> mm. to make a narrative for whatever they wanna push to us. Um and I just wanna, you know, I just wanna make sure my guy okay. You know, because ain't nobody really coming out saying a whole lot, a whole lot. And, you know, we just lost LaShawn Daniels here recently from a car accident. You know, rest his soul. And I'm like, okay, y'all, we got to, like, we need to be going up and getting him lifted in prayer. If he having a serious, you know, back injuries where you have to get surgery, that's serious. Mm-hmm. And I think we we um, minimalize people and dehumanize them because they're a celebrity or whatever and not really caring about what's really going on. That's what I care about. I want to know, like, is my guy okay? Like, mm-hmm. y'all reporting all this. I want to know what's really going on. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if something is, if there is something that's being covered up, it'll come out later. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be everybody's focus right now. You know, that, that man need his privacy and he needs his time to heal and Exactly. Well, we're supposed to know what we're supposed to know. We'll know it. We'll know, you know? it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, girl. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, pay some bills because I got to make a little coin. Okay. Okay. I pay a couple bills and then we'll come right back. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys. So I told you before that I have been following her business and just, just in awe of all the things she has been able to accomplish. And One of the things that has come up, um, especially in this social media age where you kind of have to market yourself on social media, you know, that's how people find you these days. That's what really gets things going. Um, So if y'all have not had a chance to check her out, I'm, I'm saying this because I just fall in love with everything that she puts out there. But people are hating on my girl, okay, because she knows her worth. So if you get some, most of the time in, in our city, let's just, I'll use an example. My box braids, um, basic ones, okay? Just basic box braids cost me about 150 not including the hair, okay? Um, but they're simple box braids. Can you just give me an example of where your, your prices start out for, for your braids? Um, so I, I actually, when it comes to box braids, I actually have other braiders in my salon who do that. It's like one of the most boring jobs for me and I like to be creative. <laughs> you know, I'm a creator. So um, it's like I despise doing them. But um, box braids in the salon for my braiders, even, you know, jumbo standard length. I mean, I think they're starting at around 220, 225. Um, and then they go they go up from there. Um, the knotless, you know, the, the knotless box braids is, is common right now that mm-hmm. everybody's going for. Um, they start off around four hundred, four hundred fifty dollars, and and go up from there, based on length. Yeah. Um, but when it when it comes to pricing, and I mean the, the pricing variations, you know, 
are, are it's such a wide range, you mm-hmm. know, because of the complexity of the work that I do. Um, you know, I, I tell writers all the time, and you know, anyone who's in the service industry that the price doesn't reflect just the quality of the work. And I think there's a lot of us who are just so stuck on if the quality is there, that's what I'm solely charging off of. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to remember 50% of the reason somebody is sitting in your chair has nothing to do with your talent. So their overall experience with you, you know, their communications, the booking process, yes. how you present yourself, how comfortable they feel, are you catering to their comfort? Just that all around experience, they are also paying for that. Mm-hmm. And that is why I can charge what I charge. I've also spent a lot of time building my cred- my credibility and my reputation, not only in Dallas, just but you know, among the celebrities as well. Mm-hmm. So when I have celebrity clients and who are repeat celebrity clients and they vouch for me, automatically that gives, you know, my credibility a little more weight mm-hmm. than the average braider. You know, it's just Oprah could say something about, you know, goat cheese tomorrow and sales are going to either go sky high or crazy low because Oprah said, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I'm like, whether or not you, you want to you know, think or like to think that that's true. It is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's part of, you know, brand building and that goes into the price as well. So there's a lot of different factors. You know, I that, really like that, that are, you said that because um, a lot of times we for, we don't forget, but we, like you said, we judge off of quality um and we say oh well you know that but when i do anything like if i go somewhere i'm going for the experience and Mm -hmm. if i can get an experience and and i'll just use me getting i get my nails done right and i get all the bling and stuff and i would pay this girl you know upwards of 70 80 dollars you know plus to get my nails done and which may not sound like a lot but to some people that's a lot of money and they're like why are you Mm -hmm. spending all that money on your nails i'm like i pay for my experience i mm-hmm. get one-on-one time there's nobody else in the studio but me and her you know and i enjoy that i'm not going and sitting at um you know a, a big salon or whatever it's this it's the way that she incorporated things to make me feel comfortable that i i was paying for that that time that relaxation time so i forget about that aspect of it now because you're on social media you post your pictures people Mm -hmm. ask you um you know for your pricing or they find out how much you you charge and they get all up in arms about you know what you charge but it's like how what what do you tell them could go ahead because you be you be reading people for their rights baby (laughs) so go ahead and tell them what what you say (laughs) oh <laughs> um, so and you know i i don't address it not not nearly as much as i used to because i have the clientele in the market now of who i'm catering to and so they're okay with it like i don't care what the price is i want it done um but you know i explained recently because of, you know a picture that went viral a part of the reason it went viral was because of the price and i said you know for that link that was gonna cost a thousand dollars and people just went crazy and you know, I made a point to uh, one, we have to think about the labor and what you're asking me for. You know, if you can go to the African shop and all oh, I can get this done in six hours. OK, but in six hours by four people, four people need to be paid. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, you know, I did the, the basic breakdown. You know, I, I provide that for people. You want a 17 hour job done between me and another person. This is essentially two of your shifts at work. Are you going to go to work for your regular hourly rate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And still get paid the same at, starting at hour nine? No, you're going to ask for overtime or, or whatever, you know, that extra pay is. But then that labor on our hands and on our body, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to account for our own insurance costs or our well-being so that we can continue to provide the services that people want. Okay, then we spend 16, 17 hours on one client. There's no way we're going to work the next day because naturally we need to rest our hands so that we can, you know, prepare for other clients. There's just a lot to ask of a service provider and you want me to do it for pennies on the hour. Mm. It doesn't happen. If I'm going to, I'm providing, you know what I mean? Everything that you need to get your service, you just come in, you relax and you get your hair done. You know what I mean? I'm going to charge for that. But then it's like, okay, you sit on like my thousand dollar price. You say, well, I can go to someone else and get it for half that. Well, again, the other half of that is also a reflective of my value, of Mm -hmm. my brand. And I have spent so much time building my brand, my reputation, and adding value to my name. I'm going to charge for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's with any any company. You know what I mean? There are people who sit in a chair who are like, oh, my God, I've been following you for, 
you know, a year and a half. I've been watching for oh so long. I'm so glad I'm here. What if I go viral? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's something, you know, I actually explained to a couple of braiders here recently, like, it's almost like a status thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, I'm going to pay top dollar just so I can say Nelly braided my hair. Yeah. Whether people want to hear it or not that they're paying for it, it is the exact same concept as Yeezys, only so many being sold. You get a pair of them, you pay in top dollar for them Yeezys, but part of it is for what? So you can say you got some Yeezys. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a part of a status thing or like a validation thing or just, you know, a confident, a confidence boost or whatever for you. They, I've worked so hard on the value of my brand that I have that now with my clients. And so when, you know, my clients, you know, hair get pictured, like, oh my God, I'm about to be famous. You know what <laughs> I mean? People say that and yeah. they say it all the time. It's like, that's, that's part of it. You know, there's just, I offer not only just quality work, but an all around great experience. And it's something that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. And the higher the demand, the higher the price. I'm in high demand. So, you know, I'm, I'm I got a charge for it. So let me ask you this because I know, like, uh, I'm an entrepreneur as well, you know, but a lot of times we don't know how to charge our worth. So what what was that pivotal moment for you when you realized I gotta start charging more? Like I, I gotta know my worth, and I guess that's mm-hmm. where that's where I'm gonna take us to is knowing your worth and and getting your worth not just knowing it but getting it because i know i'm mm-hmm. worth more but how do you go about getting it so what were, what were your steps or your process and when did you realize it so it, it's important to know that it's like a stair step or it's like a ladder you know what i mean like you have to climb your way towards it there isn't an overnight i'm gonna charge top down now because that's what everybody else charges um so initially when i you know first set my prices i i I was aware that I needed to make people aware of who I was mm-hmm. and I needed to create what, you know, what people call as your buy-in. What is going to make people buy into you outside of here's a service that you offer. Here's a product that you offer. Why else am I doing business with you? That why else is what you have to work on. That's, that's your mm-hmm. buy-in. And so, okay. you know, at first I researched other braiders in the area. I looked at their work. I looked at what other people were saying, their comments, what people were paying for, what people publicly say you know this is what i pay attention to um at one point in the salon i remember i did a survey like what are clients looking for the most what what is the most important what's least important and you know when they're paying for it you know what i mean i just kind of did my own research and from there obviously what i was doing was right because i was attracting more clients Mm -hmm. and so you know kind of goes back to what i said a moment ago the higher the demand the higher the price so when it gets to the point where I'm so booked out all the time, I can't keep the chair empty. That means there are a lot of people who have no problem paying the price that I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. That means it's time to go up on the price. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to weed out some people. Some people are going to be like, okay, you know, that's that's outside of my budget. But you're going to have some people that say that doesn't matter. I'm going to do what's necessary to get extra. And then you're going to attract the ones who's like, okay, I have no problem paying that price because this is what's most important to me. Yeah. You know, so it's like a, it's like a stair step thing. You know, every year I go over my prices and see, do I need to adjust something? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm always researching, you know, I, that's, that's one thing too. I never just set the price and just go and say, that's, you know, that's just it. I'm always researching. I'm always looking at, am I delivering what I'm telling you I'm going to deliver? You know, I, I pay a lot of attention to that. So, um, my my thousand dollar price, you know, I was a little bit nervous when I said it, and I'm like, maybe I should have kept that with myself. <laughs> but as people were going crazy about it, I got so many inquiries from people who wanted the style, and then I had booked four people that same week who paid a thousand dollars for it. Wow! I said, you know what? There are people who are willing to pay my price. I'm I'm there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just had someone book the style again uh, for November. And I had a client come in the other day and she said, I've got the money right now to pay it if you have time to do that style today. So there are, you know, I was like, I know that there are people who are willing to pay it Mm -hmm. and they are comfortable enough with me to pay that kind of money, you know. Yeah. Great. Now, if I said that price and I literally had nobody, then I would think, okay, maybe my price is too high and I need to drop it down a little bit. But if, if you've got everybody, you know, everybody who has no problem paying your price, and they are satisfied with what you're providing, it's time to go up. Like I said, the higher the demand, the higher the price. I love that. The higher the demand, the higher the price. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we lower 
we lower our standards trying to keep up with um other people in our arena and mm-hmm. and not realizing and and this is not just for me it's not just monetary wise you know with the money it's it's deeper than that which is what your your why else i mm-hmm. love when you said that your why else is is deeper than just the the money part of it it's what else in you that you know that you deserve more? What other skills are you applying that you should be getting more for what you're doing? And for me, that just really touched my soul because I'm at a point where I'm thinking like, okay, what is this all worth? All this extra stuff that I'm doing, you know, how do I get to that core where they understand what I'm doing and they so into it because they understand it. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about none of that. I need you to come here and come speak. You know, I don't care about Mm -hmm. how much it costs because I believe in what you are giving. And so I feel like that's like, that's important. Now you also um, like help others, right? Like you, you do some coaching for bit like business coaching. Yeah, so I I just recently um kind of got into um doing business salon business advising and consulting. Um you know, I played around with it in my advanced braid classes with providing some feedback, um giving them some um some tips and some some things that they can restructure whether it's a social media um pricing, client engagement, that kind of thing. And got some feedback privately from those who took those advanced classes just to you know, see, is it working? Mm -hmm. And it was working. And so over the course of almost a year, I collected that feedback on my own. And I thought, I think this is another avenue I'll take. I'm I'm obviously doing something right. If, you know, I've only been doing hair in Dallas, Texas for right at three years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like nobody knew who I was three years ago. And here I am. And you've got some people, a lot of people who's been out here for 10, 20 years and they've hardly moved. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, you know, I, I, I take my knowledge and at this point I'm confident enough in my skill set and in my business running that no matter if I, you know, school somebody else on how to do it or not, I'm going to have my clientele. I'm going to have my clients anyway. Um, and I, I had to wait until I felt comfortable enough in that aspect too, before I decided to start teaching and before I decided to, to start doing the, um, advising and consulting. But once I did, um, I said something about it. I got a braider out of L.A. She was like, I, I need some help. Mm-hmm. And her work was good, but the business mindset wasn't there. And so I took about a month and of her data, her her analytics. Mm-hmm. I went through all of her booking side. I asked for information about the salon, the workspace she was in. I mean, it took a lot of information from her. Customized a three-month plan with different strategic things to implement. Had about a two hour conversation with her to go over everything, mm-hmm. and she was like, I've this was just so much, you know, like she never thought about you know, almost everything I went over with her. But now, you know, here we are almost three months later, or over three months later, and she's got to deal with the hairline, she's got an online beauty supply store. Followers have jumped up like crazy. She had a, a photo that went viral, you know, talking to her about client, client engagement, and now she's booked out for months at a time. There was a point she was doing specials every week and now it's like when you when your demand is there everybody wants to book mm-hmm. what are you running a special for they're willing to pay your price so don't don't break don't give a special because they want you to they have to pay your price you know what i mean yeah. so she's seen a huge turnaround but it's just because it was time to focus on the business part of it not not the skill set the skill set was there mm. now we got to run the business come on that's that's <laughs> that's the key right there a lot of times, uh, okay, so there's a, a saying, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Your gift will make room for you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have your gift, God's already given you that. There's nothing nobody can take away from it, period, okay? Mm-hmm. But what he wants you to do is to continue to enhance what he's giving you by educating yourself, by learning more, by getting into something different um, as far as your mindset. So you can't just be stuck on, yeah, I'm a good braider. It's, uh, okay, I'm a good braider, but how do I turn this into using my gift to make room for me, mm-hmm. to get to where I'm trying to go? And right. that's the, that's got to be the key point in anybody that's doing a business. Yeah, you have the skill set. But you need to get the business mindset of it all so that you can set yourself up for success. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people will, um, let's just, we can talk about like the boutiques and stuff that pop up, right? So mm-hmm. we have all these boutiques, the online stores, you know, and all that stuff. And people are so passionate about the money. They forget about the skill set 
and then they realized they didn't have it in the first place. So now they're mm-hmm. just trying to build a business off of nothing. But if you've already got the skill set there, all you need to do is focus on the business part of it to make the money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Girl, you got you got some. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, now just on a personal tip, you know, because you're not just a entrepreneur, you're also a mom. Mm-hmm. So you moved away from what how far away is that from Indiana to Texas? This, let's just say you hopped a mighty way. <laughs> you know, that's a 15 hour drive. <laughs> so you moved, you you moved, you moved your son, you established yourself. But how was that process for you? Um, just let's talk about that because I think a lot of times we we see someone's success, but we don't necessarily understand the struggles and, and the things that you had to go through to even get to that point of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I actually wrote a book, uh, but still I rise. It's a, that's available on Amazon and on Kindle. Um, but I was at a, at the worst point in my life. Um, you know, everything, there's something that I think breaks everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, some people it could be, you know, it's death, they lose a job, whatever it is, it breaks everybody. For me, it was, a um, the relationship with my son's father, um, that totally went left. And then there was some, you know, abuse that was also involved. And that just really, that really hurt me to, to the core. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I lost my job. I ended up losing everything and because I couldn't handle it. And emotionally, I completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, you know, one morning I said, you know what? I can't stay here. I have to leave. I have to refresh my mind. I can't heal from this if I'm surrounded in the same environment and the same people this has been been around for all of this. So I literally, fit, you know, put what I could fit in my car and I drove down to Dallas and um, slept on family couches, you know, bouncing job to job, trying to figure it out. You know, and it took about six months before I could get me this little one bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. apartment. I ain't had nothing but two lawn chairs in the bed. You know what I mean? I, my mom kept my son for about six months and I went back and got him. And I said, I have to literally rebuild. Mm-hmm. But there was just there was some humility and appreciation that was there for me having to work and get back everything because I literally lost everything because I just emotionally, I couldn't handle it. And the person who I loved the most, who had had hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. And to this day has never come forward and apologized. He has never reached out or anything. He sent other people to do it, but he (laughs) hasn't done it himself. And, you know, it's just like, I, I can't sit around waiting to get an apology that I will probably never get. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to get myself together and I have my son to live for, you know, and I can't let him see, you know, this, this break me down like this. So I get here, I get here to Dallas and, um, you know, it was just, I literally started over. Hey, can I do your hair for free? Can you post some pictures? Can you, you know, you know, I was walking around and asking people at work, could I do something to get some work? And they, you know, spread, you know, the, the word about me, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I literally had to start over and fight for every little, you know, client that I got. And it just, it grew, you know, it just took off and grew. But persistence was everything. You know what I'm saying? I had to stay persistent. I had, you know, it, it, there was nothing else to fall back on besides from moving back home to my mama. And I'm too wrong. I, I wasn't about to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I just had to stay persistent. And I knew that it was like this. There's no other option. And, I, you know, that was always my mentality. People ask me, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if this or that? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm never thinking about what if because I can't like this is it. There's no other option. So it's going to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that kind of headstrong mentality, you know, that, that helped me get to where I'm at, just staying on top of it. It came with a lot of long nights. My son have to pack a bag. He'll be up at the shop with me till three, four o'clock in the morning. He's got school the next morning. I've got to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But you know, those kind of sacrifices and stuff, my son saw it. And now it's at the point where it's like, you understand why I did it. He gets it. So now I can say, I don't braid on weekends at all. I don't, I don't braid three and a half days a week so that I can spend more time with my son. So I can wow. you know, be there for his basketball games and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it, it took a lot of hard work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If anybody who's going into business, you can't say, I'm going to start my own business so I don't have to work. You know, I can only work when I want to. You trade in 40 hours a week to go in 80 plus hours a week. And when you first starting out and you're trying to build and, 
and get to a higher point, mm-hmm. that grind is something different. This, this ain't no bank job. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? You, the <laughs> job is going until it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And you're responsible because if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. Right. <laughs> I mean, it requires a lot of discipline and, and you know what I mean? Like, like I said, persistence. You just, you gotta, you gotta stay on it. You know, that means no sleep. That means no sleep. But when you, when you know you don't have any other choice, you know, you make it happen. I love that. I love that. I think a lot of times we get, um, we get caught in that situation and we don't know how to come out. So that's amazing that it, it hits you and you was like, I gotta go. I can't stay in this place where these people, even if everyone wasn't necessarily a part of the situation, you know what I mean? Like they didn't mm-hmm. physically hit you or physically, you know, do anything to you. It was just the fact that they were around and that, mm-hmm. that, that visible, <laughs> like just be seeing them just makes a difference in your life because you're like, oh, now I feel, I feel either embarrassed because you knew about it. You saw mm-hmm. it happen. Um, and I, I'm hurt because you didn't do anything. Uh, you let me keep going. You know what I'm saying? You have all these emotions oh, yeah. that are attacking there, there was a lot of that. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I was just, I felt em- embarrassed for the longest. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I didn't want to say anything to anybody. Like everybody knew what was going on except for me. And I just feel dumb yeah you know I mean? yeah i felt embarrassing everything it's it's hard to grow and get out of that when those same people are in your face all the time you know mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, to to just be there around that it's hard for anybody to just be there around that so it's like if i have an opportunity to get myself together elsewhere that's what i'm gonna do yes that's, that's what i did that's that's big i mean i when i graduated from iu i jumped states like really quickly um, I could have stayed back in Bloomington. I could have went back home to Fort Wayne. I could have did all of that stuff. But I was in such a toxic relationship that I knew if I would have stayed that I wasn't going to be who I needed to be for me. I was mm-hmm. going to be living my life, fighting women, you know, fighting girls, <laughs> probably, mm-hmm. you know, 10 times pregnant. You know, just a lot of stuff would have been hitting me because I was in such a toxic relationship and it was at that moment I had to make a choice like, am I going to stay here or am I going to leave everything? I'm leaving my friends, my mom, my dad. I'm leaving everybody behind to go to Memphis. And I had my brother here. So it wasn't like I was like kind of moving by, you know, to a brand new city by myself or whatever. But it still was that getting away from that situation that really now I look back on it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't believe you went through all of that and then you were able to pick yourself up and say and make a choice because it's a choice mm-hmm. for you to say I'm not going to do this anymore I'm not going to deal with this atmosphere because it becomes an atmosphere I'm not going to deal with that anymore so I commend you like I'm excited like that excites me because that's a story to tell that's going to help somebody to really see their worth mm-hmm. and I think if I can you know, just say it is that that situation taught you your worth. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was by far my greatest life lesson. Um, that's something that I, I wrote in my book. Um, that's something, you know, I, uh, since I've, I've healed a lot and, and I, it's important for me to say too, that right now after, after all of, you know, everything that happened, the infidelity, the abuse and everything, I went through every emotion. And right now I'm in the state of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and now I can speak on it without, you know, cracking up and just being broken up all over it. Um, but, you know, it's like, well, that was like the worst thing ever to happen to me. I have to say that at the same time, it was my greatest life lesson. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and, and, and to some degree, you know, in a sense, it's almost like, damn, you know, thank you, yeah. you know, for, for doing that because I wouldn't be here where I'm at. I would not be running my business the way I am. I would not be this financially stable. I wouldn't be this mentally and emotionally happy. Um, I, I just wouldn't be in this state of where I'm at had I not gone through that. It was like I needed that to break me mm-hmm. because even though he was a hundred percent wrong for what he did, that doesn't automatically make me a hundred percent right or make me perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it forced mm-hmm. me to look at myself and see what do you need to do to make yourself a better, a better woman? Yeah. You know? So it was, it was absolutely like one, my greatest life lesson. You know, I, I still pull from it. Like, you know, I'm a much better person internally and externally, you know, yeah. than what I was in going through that and before that and dealing with them. 
And then, of course, I got my son. So Yeah. But that's that's mm-hmm. so powerful. And then um, recently you, you went on a trip and you were able to take your son on that trip with you. And I just looked at that and I was like, that is for me because I'm a single mom to my, you know, with my son. That's mm-hmm. goals to me. When I saw that, it motivated me to want to get some things in order that I'm not just traveling by myself, that I can do something like that where I can take my son on a vacation, you know, and and let him see and experience something that will motivate him for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. and know that my mom goes hard. She working hard, but you know what? I really see the benefits of it. And you can see that as a child, you know, Mm -hmm. I saw it in his face, in his interactions, like, that's big, girl. That's that's big. <laughs> oh yeah, and he was, you know, he travels with me every now and then. You know, when I'm traveling in the, in the states, but this one was an out of the country job, and I, I, I'm like, he's had his passport. He hasn't gone with me and says, you know what, I'm gonna let him come and coming with me this time, and you know, see what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and get to take a look at that, and it was exciting. Yeah, you know, he had a he had a lot of fun, and he got to see all the the cameras and the lights and the photographers and, and the models and stuff. He's like, dang, you know, she really do this. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. when I say I'm leaving for work, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? So that was, I, I was, um, that was a great week, you know, a lot of good quality and bonding time with my son, but for him to be able to see me work, I think he gained a little bit more appreciation for when I say mommy has to go out of town for a week. I got to go do some work. Mm-hmm. So that's that is so awesome. I'm just like I said, I'm in awe of 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 everything because again, you know, knowing that you had that struggle, you were able to overcome it, and now you're just this successful celebrity braider out here, you know. <laughs> and I mean, just to think, you know, all it takes is for you to have faith and to know your worth mm-hmm. and to trust it. You got to trust the process. Absolutely, because if if you don't trust the process, you won't get there. Mm-mm. If you don't have that self confidence, you won't even know where to begin to establish your worth. And when you're trying to, you know, you know, going back to that buy-in, when you're trying to get people to buy into you, you know, buy into the why else am I doing business with you? That's when you are selling you mm-hmm. yourself, not your services. You're selling you. And when you're confident in what you're doing, you're confident in what you what you stand on. Whatever it is, if that passion's there and they see that confidence, they're buying into you. They're like, okay, she believes it. Well, so let let me believe it too. But if you're wavering a little bit, well, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just trying to give people, you know, whatever they want. You know what I mean? Then you don't get as much as much buy-in. So you know that's that's something for me to give to you. You know, going and you know as you run your business, everybody's not for you. Mm. You know, as you as you define and you stand ten toes down on these are my beliefs. This is how I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and this is me. People who go hard for you, or who say, you know what, I'm buying into her. They are truly buying into you. They truly want to hear hear you and your content. They are truly going to support. And then you will have those people who say, you know what, that's not really my vibe, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You don't want to spend money, time, and effort into halfway satisfying somebody. You want to satisfy the ones who are truly buying into you. Mm. So it's very important that you stand 10 toes down on, on what you believe in what, and on you. Because you, you're selling you, you know, at this point. That's how you separate yourself from everybody else. That's what makes you unique. It's, it's you, your buy-in, not just the service or, you know, the, whatever, the product or whatever it is that you have to give everybody. Now you have to focus on how do you sell you, and it's uniquely you. Wow. All right, girl, come on, come on and give me, give me <laughs> a word on today. That was, that was deep. That, that was for me. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's real. I'm like, I'm like that through experience. I'm, you know, I'm a topic anyway, <laughs> but I, you know, I struggle with that because I see other people growing and I'm always happy. You know, I'm, I'm the type, I've always been that person to be happy for others. And it's just recently I've kind of discovered me. My, because I went on a self-love journey. And so on that journey, I really had to remove some things and eliminate some things. And it taught me a lot. But in that same process, like I saw a lot of things around me. And I'm like, okay, I want to I wanna put myself out there for me, mm-hmm. not for what other people think I should be. But I want people to experience Michelle for Michelle. 
mm-hmm. and what she has to offer, you know, funny, uh, knowledgeable, you know, whatever. And what I realized is that I had never kind of written my why statement. You know, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What what drives me? Who am I? Yep. Yep. So that's what you focus on. Wait. Girl, okay. Let me get my let me get myself together. I've been taking notes, <laughs> so like whenever I, whenever I do these, you know, interviews and stuff, I like to take notes on what you know people are saying because it's mm-hmm. so important. Oh my gosh! Did you hear that was in the background? Hold on, I'm gonna have to cut yeah. that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so whenever I do these interviews and stuff, I um. I, I like to make sure I take some notes because a lot of times God has put these people in my path for not just for me to provide the content for other people, you know, that's, that's whatever. But I know that he's given that to me so that I can learn something as well. So I don't just sit here and just like, you know, okay, y'all, y'all got some good info today. No, I'm trying to suck it in because it, when you are talking to someone and you're, you're doing it intently, there's something that's supposed to be out of that. Mm-hmm. In every interaction, you know, you look for what were you supposed to get out of this particular interaction. And I mean, I'm that was for me to stay mm-hmm. 10 toes down on my beliefs and everything else will come. Yeah, it will. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I had to, I had to, you know, kind of figure that out myself when I was, you know, etching out the market and. You know, that's something like down here in Texas, like it's it's totally different doing hair out here than what it is up in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here, everybody goes to everybody's house, um, go get their hair done. And it's just like, you know, who can do it the best for the lowest price? And I would always thought, yo, I, the experience, that was always important to me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I quickly learned that people were had no problem, you know, paying a little bit more for the experience. So I had focused on that. And then there was a, why don't you do makeup? And why don't you wear lashes and stuff? And I thought, you know what? I'm me. You know what I mean? There are some people who, you know, they're not too fond of me. And that's okay. You know, I'm I'm not doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a good braid. It's like tomorrow when I go and teach, I'm sure I'm going to be in my Jordans. <laughs> and uh, fresh yes. face, clean eyebrows. Yes. And, you know, I don't do all the makeup and extra stuff. But that's me you know what I mean it's like I'm gonna give it to you real I'm gonna be very direct and I'm gonna give it to you though so that you can that so that you can succeed and my following base the ones who are attracted to what I'm selling I mean they buy all the way in you know into what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you know and then there's some that's like oh well I don't really you know that's not my approach and that's okay I'm not for everybody but that's that's you know people know me for you know before okay she got on her Jordans today you know what I mean yeah. she you know what I mean it's just they 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 know they get a vibe of who I am you know I'm not the I'm not trying to do what everybody else is doing I need a full face beat I got to do the sexy shoes I'm about to be twerking on the videos that's what everybody <laughs> else is doing I don't, you know that's just not me yeah that's not me so I'm just I'm just me 100 percent and people the ones who buy into that and who really love that. They buy all the way in. You know, it kind of makes my job easier. Mm-hmm. And you've established that. And so mm-hmm. that's your expectation of not only for your for your clients, but for yourself. Yeah. And that makes a difference. Wow. Okay, girl. So tell them, okay, you already you talked about the book a little bit, but let's go ahead. I need them to be able to 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 find you and, and get all up into this and support you, you know, because there may be somebody in Dallas who don't know you. Maybe, you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like everybody know you, but <laughs> you know, um, there may be some some listeners here. So just let's let's go down the list. Tell them tell them what you got going on, where they can find you, how they can get um in touch with you if they're interested in your business courses. Like this, let's just give it all to assist. All right. So, um, right now the best way to contact me, um. You can go into social media, which on Instagram, it's braids underscore by underscore Miss Nelly. That's M-S-N-E-L-L-Y. Facebook's the same thing, braids by Miss Nelly, no underscores. Um, I'm in the process of getting a website built where there's going to be a lot of good information. It's going to be above average website. So mm-hmm. that'll be another contact. Okay. Um, but um, the business courses, you know, shoot me an email, um, braids by Miss Nelly at gmail.com. 
um, shoot me an email if you're interested. Right now, I'm only working on, you know, business um, advising, consulting for salon or for cosmetology businesses. Okay. And I'm just doing that because that's that's the field that I know mm-hmm. inside and out. So that's best where I can give you my feedback. Right. Um, the book, But Still I Rise, if anyone's interested in uh, purchasing a copy, you can purchase a copy on Kindle. Um, you can also go to Amazon.com, type in uh, But Still I Rise. My face is actually on the cover of the book, so uh, you'll notice it right away. But that's available on Amazon. Um, I think it's on there for ten or twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, you can go to Amazon and, and purchase that. But um, I'm definitely around on social media. I'm working on doing more online marketing and getting myself in more in other areas to to you know put the business out there even more than what it is now. Wow, girl, you you doing you doing it. So if any of y'all <laughs> listening and y'all are interested in, I mean, really, when I was watching, uh, you posted about your um, the salon consulting that happened, and that just that one thing that happened with that um, with the lady. Um, mm-hmm. I was really excited about that because so many times, like we said before, we focus on the skill set and not the business side. And if we really could just find a way to merge the two, and sometimes mm-hmm. it just takes that investment in your craft you have to Mm -hmm. be willing to invest in it in order to get something out of it and we don't know all the things ourselves so we have to go and consult with someone else and and get those ideas sparked and and help you know because whatever we're put here to help someone else I don't know if people Mm -hmm. know that but we were put here to help someone else so if we help someone else that person is then turning around and helping someone else and we don't know what that is going to lead to you know, mm-hmm. so I'm. I hope if you guys are interested at all, you guys go make sure you get in contact with her for that. Because I mean, when she talk about analytics, you know you in the right place. When somebody say, "I'm gonna <laughs> check your analytics, baby," you gonna check my you gonna check my analytics. Yes, <laughs> I, and, and study my data. Yeah, yeah, on things that people don't even people probably haven't even conceptualized that part mm-hmm. of it with their salon activities. And a step further, a, a step deeper into right. it so yeah girl i'm 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 here for it <laughs> yeah all right boo so um on my you know on my podcast we, we get out of here with a prayer so i'm gonna um go ahead and what, what would you like to pray i'm gonna let you take it <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm gonna open it up just in case you know mm. if your, your spirit was laying i don't know um so we're gonna pray pray out of here but you guys make sure you go follow um miss nelly miss nelly on all the things okay because she's bright and doing all the things and I'm, I'm so thankful for you doing this interview with me um I reached out and you were just I was like is she gonna say yes is she you know like I don't know but <laughs> I was excited that you were you know excited about it as well and um I hope to have you back again and we can talk even further you know we could do a, a three-point course or something uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come next time I come to Dallas I'm gonna make sure that I come with intents that I can you know try to book something with you to get my because i'd be sitting there like i just if i just had the money to fly her here if i could just <laughs> get a little extra coinage to fly her here i could i could really tear some things up so <laughs> with that being said thank you so much again and uh, You're welcome. we're just gonna go into the prayer so dear okay. lord we thank you so much for this time for these life lessons that you have taught just for this experience of being able to share with others because i know that whatever was said today is going to touch and stick out with someone someone is going to be helped by this conversation today and i just speak life over nelly like i just hope that she just gets everything that her heart desires and that her business continues to grow and flourish because we know that you have given her all the things to make it happen And I'm thankful for that, God. I'm thankful for this conversation. And I pray that whoever hears this, that just are, you know, really blessed and touched by it and that they understand that they can, too, know their worth. So thank you, God. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, boo. So we're going to get out of here. Now, I say KK bye when we leave it. So I need you to, you know, get a a KK bye in here. You can sing it. You can yell it. You can, you know, um. You can say it monotone. That's fine, too. You know, but I need it. Oh, we got to say KK bye. Okay, so we finna get off of here. We ending it. So we say KK bye. KK bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Boo, so much. All right. All right. Thanks.